When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone, welcome into the Dublin to Denver podcast on the Mile High Report Podcast Network. It is the weekend of uh, April 15th, April 16th, Easter weekend. Uh, obviously a very, very happy Easter to everyone listening to this and also a happy Easter to the, um, the analysts, the guests on today's show, Colin Cronin and Stuart Roach. Uh, Colin, I'll start with you. Uh, people can't see this, but you're wearing a lovely bright orange uh, jacket with a big Vaughn Miller thing in the back. Uh, you're definitely dressed for the occasion, Colin. Always. Uh, the neon orange is uh, my my go-to uh, color of, of choice. Jim. And look, Stuart, the listeners won't be able to see that, but Stuart has a Denver shirt uh, on as well. And is that an LSU? Are you repping Lloyd Cushenberry there, Michael? I'm just, <laughs> it was the first t-shirt I had this morning. I, can, can, and you know what? Can, can I just very publicly say very quickly, on the day that Russell Wilson was announced as a Broncos player officially and he had his press conference, I bought the white jersey, I bought the navy jersey, and I bought a navy t-shirt with a flea on it. I am still waiting for those goods to leave America. So if somebody can hurry up and send them to me. I will wear it in the next show. But Stuart, I'm getting annoyed. I want to wear the stuff before the like before the season starts. Uh, cost, uh, let's just say, you know, I'm I'm talking Celtic Tiger sort of money. It was that expensive. To go to have a heads up, Mick, because my youngest son has a birthday coming up, and uh, he's very keen on getting some NCAA uh, college basketball gear, which you can't get in Europe. You can get the NBA stuff in Europe, but you can't get the basketball stuff. So I was. Thinking of ordering him a, a Kansas celebratory uh, <laughs> celebratory T-shirt, but now with your battle scars, I probably won't. It sounds like won't they added on a hundred quid and like like pounds sterling, right? In customs, they didn't say anything until I hit the button. So I had already bought it. I was like, oh, by the way, there's ninety nine quid of handling fees or whatever. But look, I'm looking forward to it. Apparently, it's arriving on the week of May the fifth, and people listening to this in the UK, Ireland, the Europe, going, what are you doing? Uh, apparently, boys, the jerseys in the states are of a better quality than the ones that we get they like there are like they're the print is better so i'll be able to tell you and i could see that from some of the pictures of people especially like in london and stuff they've got jerseys the ones from the states do look better colin was very very happy here i just I, wanted I'm, to get i'm, I'm like of... welcome to the consumer complaints uh, podcast uh... <laughs> Yeah. Well, look, I've got a Noah Fant jersey, right? And like, I, I have to, I have to upgrade, boys. I, I have to upgrade. What is your list of jerseys that you've had, Michael? I just want to know who's. Oh who's God, right? Is, is Russell go. Wilson going to be cursed? Um, John Elway, Tim Tebow, don't laugh. Um, oh God, <laughs> Peyton Manning, okay. uh, Eric Decker, Sean Moreno. Oh dear. Uh, 
Okay, no, Lewis stop. Barnes, okay, no, no, stop. All right. So, Paxton so, Lynch, uh, Drew Locke. Okay, so basically, you have two jerseys of players that did anything on the team of, of any yeah, great Tim team. Tebow and John Elway and Peyton Manning and everything else was, <laughs> was either a massive flop the, or sure the only the only good news uh, for us in relation to that was neither of those quarterbacks were drafted by the Broncos yeah, so okay. so okay so Michael getting the Wilson one that's okay when Michael gets a player drafted by the Broncos bad news when Michael yeah. gets a jersey of a player not drafted by the Broncos good news Okay, well, that's good to know. Go, go in. This is, this is peak off-season content here, gentlemen. Peak really off-season is. content here. Uh, this talking is real. Off-season this content. is real. We, the Broncos haven't signed any free agents since we last spoke, so <laughs> let's, let's talk about jerseys and T-shirts. Well, it's funny because we were joking about, obviously, like saying stuff and it happens. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about me. We'll maybe talk a little bit about Kareem Jackson in a bit. Uh, and we'll try and predict the future as well before the end of the show. Um, one thing that is going to happen in the future, lads, is... The ownership of this team uh, and Rob Walton, I've got that correctly, Colin. The the Waltons, uh, used to, I think it used to be a TV show. Uh, they're interested in buying the Broncos for a figure around four million dollars. Now, first off, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Colin, because I think we're all going to have different thoughts here. I personally think when we get a new owner, that there needs to be a viewpoint to maybe making certain facilities modern. Um, it's pretty well known that the stadium isn't that profitable for the team or the owners of the stadium group. Um, and I could see them doing something similar to what like the Colorado Rapids do, where they've got the stadium out of town and they've got everything around it. Now, I don't like obviously the, the great thing that works is where the Broncos stadium is, is it's pretty much downtown. Like you can walk from the 16th Street Mall to to, to the stadium, which is great, but I, I could, I just think now might be the time to maybe, to maybe look at it because that stadium was built in the late nineties. Stadiums that were built ten years later, for example, the Cowboy Stadium, it's like, it's chalk and cheese, Colin, and it makes sense. But one thing for sure is, in the short term, this team's going to be bought. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on this potential owner? Well, look, the, the way it's going is the top bid wins, simple as that. So whoever's got the, the most money and the way in which the league has set it up is essentially you have to prove that you have the, the money in order to bid. They didn't want to, to be in, in a situation where people were making bids and then trying to f- scramble to put together the, the finances. So that's not going to be an issue if it is, Walton, um, with an estimated fortune of 70-odd billion um, the the four billion needed is uh, going to be small potatoes there. I, yeah, look in terms of the stadium, I don't know. Um, I've been watching the the game a long time, so maybe I have the the romance of um, the older stadiums. But when the 49ers left Candlestick Park, it it hasn't uh, felt the same. So unless we are going to build it out by the airport and, and use um, the Blucifer statue to intimidate uh, opposing teams who are um, coming to, to play the, the Broncos. And um, I'm sure the vast majority of our listeners are aware of the, the Blucifer statue. But if you haven't, Google, Google that. Google the history of scary the, the, stuff. <laughs> the, the horse statue um, and, and the construction of it. Quite, quite something. Um, so look, the other piece about it is it's not going to be the owner who pays for a stadium. The reality is, is that we've seen is that these owners, the billionaires, lean on the state 
and get the state to essentially fork out the, the cash by saying, um, we'll, we'll move elsewhere if you don't. Uh, so we have seen that recently with uh, one Stan Kroenke in um, LA, obviously the, the bills. Um, funny how all of Stan's mates were able to buy up the, the property in and around the, the, state, the new stadium um, down by SoFi. Amazing stadium and kudos to the people of California for paying for such a magnificent stadium. <laughs> it, Stuart, I have to say what columns. It that that whole area around SoFi is nuts. Like we stayed out, uh, like literally, I think it was like a mile or so. But even beside it, they're building the new LA Clippers arena, and I had no idea the Clippers were moving out from downtown to there. It's the middle of nowhere in comparison to that there. But it's some arena. Like Stuart, we've got a huge car park sitting beside the stadium. Why not just build a massive stadium in the city? People are going to love it. Build a big thing around it. Maybe just knock down course field. I'm joking. I wanted to see the reaction here, just to see. Um, but I think the thing what makes Denver so great, Stuart, is the the history of the ownership of this team, and also the fact that the teams in Denver, most teams, the big teams in Denver, um, are all located in and around the city. So it it really would lose something. And I completely agree with what Colin's saying. Um, Walmart. Have you ever been to Walmart before? They used to own Asda up here and and in the UK. Um, that's where my affinity ends. Yeah, I was in I was in Walmart. Um, uh, it actually Asda Asda kind of reminded me a little bit of it when I was when I was in Asda when I was up north. Uh, although Asda is like a very very smaller little brother uh, in comparison to Walmart. Yeah, that's that's some that's some fortune. Was it seventy billion? You know, like that's that's serious cash. I think there was a report. Um, I don't. Was it Mike Cliss? I think it was why Cliss or Woody Page, but basically said if this guy is in for the team it's over for everybody else it's just you know forget about it um and that was a week ago so i don't know there hasn't really been many updates i don't think since then um but it does sound like uh, you know if that guy is is serious about this um you know then then it's, it's pretty much a done deal i suppose the the, the major difference between well one of the difference between the nfl and say the premier league is you know, an owner of such wealth would normally be greeted by a, a football team here, you know, as, as the Messiah almost because, you know, massive transfer spending would would follow soon after. We can see what Newcastle do in the summer, for example, unlike us. The Glazers as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're huge spending Glazers. Um, but it doesn't really factor in with the NFL, you know what I mean? Because everybody kind of spends the same amount. I guess it would be more accountability. I think we did touch on this a while ago. It is peculiar the way we've kind of gone the opposite to the way things normally happen in the NFL, where you get new owners, then you get a new head coach, then you get a franchise QB. Um, just because of the way things have played out, we've we've done this all around the houses version of it. Um, in that we've got the, the new head coach. We thankfully have a franchise QB. And then last, sort of following on, it's going to be the new owner. Um, so it may take a little bit of a while. I, I think we've all kind of realized that this year, you know, Hackett, whoever else, they're going to get something of a pass, I think, um, just in the sense that they're new. You know, they're all, this is a first year in situ, I suppose. Russell Wilson kind of increases the pressure a little bit. Um, you know, but I think we all do need to remember the, a lot of these guys, this is the first time they've been offensive coordinators, the first time that they've been defensive coordinators, they've all been promoted. So, um yeah they're they're exciting times but yeah i i'd you know if if it goes to a bidding war i don't think anybody 
is beating somebody who personally has 70 billion in their back pocket. Hopefully in one large 70 billion pound dollar note. No over bank um, notes. Like in like in dodgeball. It's very small. You see it in the suitcase. <laughs> dollar reduce. Uh, that's as the price say. Look, it, it, this is really peak off season. Enjoyable content, Stuart Roach and Asda. Uh, so obviously, staying on There's the AFC a, West. A free ad for Asda there, Nick. Good stuff. We yeah. should get them as sponsors. <laughs> I'll, I'll see what I can do. Derek Carr <laughs> is uh, spending money or getting money. And he's not just got his best friend, wide receiver. He's now got $121.5 million approximately on a three-year extension in the AFC West. Um, Colin, I asked you this on our Irish show this week, and I didn't really get an answer. So I'm going to ask you again. Uh, where where would you place Derek Carr from one to four if you had to rank the top four in the AFC West? And, you know, I, I, this isn't a Raiders show, but it's interesting to see Las Vegas spend considerable money on their defense, get Devante Adams in, and now they're locking it down. So as far as they're concerned, they're moving up, they're moving on. Um, and it's going to be a hell of a year. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. I, I'd rank him four. Uh, I'm, I'm not a, a Derek Carr fan. I've never, I've never been. I think he, when it, when it comes to the, the crunch time, he is found wanting. I think he can be capable of being a good quarterback, but I think he's not capable of going to the next level or he hasn't shown that in um, his time. Is he, is he eight seasons in the league, I think? And uh, he's the QB who's lost the, the most number of games um, over the, the course of being a starter during their first eight years. I, I get why the Raiders have done it, though, because I don't think there's any other options for them, right? He, he Is he a better option than Baker Mayfield? Yes, yes, he absolutely is. I, I would not um, hitch my wagon to the, the Baker Mayfield train. Um, and what what else are you going to do there? This is not the year to take a QB in the draft. I do think it's interesting that they have given him the three years. I think that's an indication from them that they think that, you know, they recognize he's not in the elite tier, right? When you look at Josh Allen and the contract he got from the Bills, it's a six year. Patrick Mahomes was the same. The absolute top tier QBs tend to get five, six year deals because teams want to tie them down. I think the Raiders recognize that they have, they've gone all in. In fairness, they joined um, the, 
the weapons race in the AFC West this this soft season. They have um, gone in. They have continuity. And the other thing is Josh McDaniels, who um, those of us who were supporting the Broncos more than a decade ago will remember um, without much, um, if any, fondness whatsoever. But McDaniels was a known admirer of Carr. Um, and so I'm not surprised to, to get the, the deal done. But as uh, Eric Danala pointed out, uh, he, Carr has never won a playoff game. So um, I, I would look at, I would be more concerned um, about the abilities of Justin Herbert, who I think is a far better um, quarterback, uh, and also Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Um, I, I wonder I wonder what Justin Herbert would be capable of if he were to ha- if he were to have Andy Reid as his head coach. Um, I think he is ridiculously talented. So I think you have three elite level QBs in Herbert Mahomes and Wilson, and then you have a very good um, on his day if the pressure isn't there QB in Derek Carr. Stuart, what are your thoughts uh, on this whole Derek Carr situation? Um, it's it's like Las Vegas can't really do much more at this point. This is going to be intriguing to see how they get on this year. I'd agree with uh, pretty much everything Colin said, Michael. I think Carr is, as we would say here, Carr is grand. He's grand. Do you know what I mean? He's not gonna, he's not gonna necessarily lose you a game through doing something stupid. You know, throwing boneheaded picks or sort of blowing it. But he doesn't. He doesn't elevate the players around him in the sense that he doesn't grab a game by the scruff of the neck and he doesn't seize control the way we've been lucky enough to see, you know, some of us, the older versions seen it, the likes of Elway, um, Mahomes, you know, and Justin Herbert, to be fair to him. These are players who, who kind of say, come on with me. You know, I, I'll, I'll, Josh Allen, for example, last year in the playoffs looks superb. Um, Carr is not one of those players, but he's solid. He's decent. He's got plenty of weapons. I think Colm's point about Josh McDonald's is an interesting one. Like Josh McDonald's, by all accounts, and it's always been very interesting listening to some of the stuff that our friend Tyler Palomas has said about him. And he, you know, spoiler, he Tyler is not a Josh McDonald's fan. Um, but Josh McDonald's did manage to make, you know, an offense with Kyle Orton at the helm pretty interesting for a lot of the early parts of the first season, in particular. Like he can scheme up good plays and he can he, you know his game plans are good and Mac Jones I think looked probably better than than what he really is because of what McDaniels did with him last year so I think McDaniels can can do something with with Carr but I I still would say absolutely he's the fourth best QB in our division also what the Raiders have done and, and again Colin pointed this out they've only given him a three-year a three-year contract which means that it's not going to cost them an arm and a leg if they want to move away from it after the end of, say, year two. Um, next year is a far better draft for QBs. Um, Stroud, the guy from Ohio State who was robbed of the Heisman, um, and I say this as somebody who had put money on Stroud preseason at a great price and then had it cruelly ripped away by Bryce Young, Um and there's another guy, I think, from Florida. I can't remember his name offhand, but they're three really good QBs. So the Raiders have given them a sort of... They've got a decent QB in situ, and if things go completely belly up, then they will probably, you know, make make some moves to try and trade up to get one of those true franchise QBs next year. 
Um, they'll be in the shake. The Raiders, in fairness to them, they're not as dreadful as they, unfortunately, they're not as dreadful as they have been for long periods of time since I started watching them. Um, so they've been there, thereabouts. They put a lot of good pieces around Carr, and they've, you know, they've spent some money in the last couple of years. Be interesting to see how they do draft wise, um, because there's a new regime there. Um, but no, this is not something that would would scare you and Julie. I think the move that we made in bringing Russell Wilson in. If I'm a Raiders fan, I hate, absolutely hate that move. Whereas as a Broncos fan, I go, yeah, Carr, another couple of years, fine, whatever, you know. Devante Adams is the guy you'd be slightly more concerned about. I know Carr has to give him the bullets, but he's a true game changer. Um, so no, it wouldn't be something that would unduly worry you, to be honest. Let's see what happens. I'm looking forward to your batting segments, Stuart, during the season now. After yeah, you know, you'd probably you're probably better off just getting the money and burning it uh, before we start recording it. I mean, there's I mean, a quote we're, we're never going to get a betting sponsor now <laughs> well that's me yeah. no no just because of my tips no no problem with gambling at all uh, no I have a habit of, of getting like 10 out of 11 results that, that very annoying I'm the exact same it's exact yeah same. that's the one to make oh, maybe next week maybe next week you never see a book and then, and then next business. week comes is the exact same thing never see a book he's got a business as they used to say man well, well, we will try and uh, I, I'm going to try and bring it in somehow during the season, even like touchdown scores and stuff. I hope this guy that we're going to talk about in our final topic uh, would score a few touchdowns first this season. Um, James Cook, Colin, has had an official visit with the Denver Broncos. He's a running back for Georgia. Apparently, Dalvin Cook's brother, as Stuart told us off camera, uh, he would be a nice backup to Javante Williams, wouldn't he? Yeah, I've heard a lot of teams talk about him. Um, we one one particular Giants fan that we know, Michael, would very much like to see him in New York. I think it'll be interesting. You know, where by the time this comes out, it's going to be probably um, less than two weeks to the draft to see what the Broncos do because. Um, whilst um, Peyton had acquired extra draft capital for this year, he hadn't done it for next year, and um, he does tend to to like to have picks. So, could we see the Broncos potentially even move back from sixty four to get draft capital for twenty twenty three? I th- I think that could be a possibility. I think um, George Payton is um, you know he he makes moves, but with a, one eye to the future so um yeah like i i think running back is an area i, I you know i think they're the team are going to see what way the the board falls and uh take it from there um there there's still a number of you know experienced veteran running backs out there if the team don't get somebody in in the draft and Remember, you know, undrafted free free agents, the Broncos have a pretty solid history of bringing those guys through. But I would not be at all surprised if um, we see George Payton move, um, you know, back er- early on to acquire more draft capital potentially for this year. But all, but mainly um, next year, the, the team doesn't have a huge amount of, say, needs some obviously and we talked about those last week um but it doesn't have a huge huge amount of needs this year but next year and and when you also remember you're going to have to give um russell wilson a new contract um so that's going to factor so you're going to want to bring in some 
pretty solid rookies um, in the coming years to supplement uh, Russell Wilson and that contract. So that's one thing I think to keep an eye on. What's your first year? Yeah, Cook's a really good player, Michael. Um, I, I didn't bet on Georgia to win the national championship, but I kind of, I, um, you know, I, I dislike Alabama for the simple reason they seem to win all the time. Um, so I, I kind of root for the team that's up against them. And, and he's, he's a good player. He was part of a sort of a one-two punch, which I imagine he would be in Denver behind Javante. Uh, he catches the ball. He's got a good burst. He runs up between the tackles. Um, he's a real Patriots running back, if ever there was one. Um, so he'd be a nice compliment. I think, yeah, Colin was saying there are still quite a lot of... Uh, experienced NFL running backs out there in free agency, but I think you can get a probably one that's just as good in the third or the fourth round and it's not going to cost you as much. So we might do that. Just on what Colin was saying about picks for next year, he's dead right. One of the things I think might be worth keeping an eye on is I think we have a lot of very talented wide receivers um, in the club at the moment. And I don't know if we need all of them. Um, when you think about we've paid for Tim Patrick, we paid for Cortland Sutton, we've got Jerry Judy, and we've also got KJ Hamler. Um, they're four starting quality wide receivers. Um, and most teams only have three. I know you need, you know, three, four, five wide receiver sets sometimes, but or not five, three, four wide receiver sets, but that that's a lot, that's a lot of talent, and that might be something that we could think about, maybe not now, but this time next year trading one of those wide receivers might not be again you know out, out of the rounds possibility in order to get a higher draft pick for next year just because you know i don't know if we need all of the ones that we have in the stable at the moment um so that would be something that i would be thinking of um and also don't forget the likes of jerry judy and hammer are gonna they're gonna you know need um to be paid as well like a lot of people are gonna need to get paid so uh, that'd be something that I, I would consider doing if I was if I was George. Right, I'm I'm loving it. We've we've we, we've actually had a really good show here. We've had Asda references, Baton, New Stadium, draft talk, and I've really enjoyed it. All keeping towards the Denver conversation. AOB, any other business column? Go for it. Yeah, just um, kudos to uh, a, a good friend. Um, we've had the, the good fortune to, to speak to him, but Wade Phillips, who is going to be uh, a head coach uh, in the uh, X XFL. So it uh, looks like so some interesting uh, coaches. Rod Woodson, who is one of the most entertaining um, people, I think, in and around Amer American football. And Heinz Ward is apparently going to be a head coach there as well. So um, that is 2023 when I think the XFL is going to debut. So really interested to, to see. And I, I, Wade was posting on Twitter yesterday. He is very excited. And um, I, I have said it, and I know, look, people will talk about um, the Orange Cross defense, but I still maintain Wade Phillips is the greatest defensive mind that the Broncos have ever had the good fortune to employ. Stuart. Absolutely, 100% agree with Colm. And yeah, looking forward to the XFL. I think it's important, you know, a lot of uh, ex-players and officials and stuff sort of bemoan the fact that they're, they're, that it's particularly NFL Europe. Anybody who played in NFL Europe said it was a great breeding ground for everybody, for referees, for quarterbacks, all that kind of stuff. Um, the NFL Europe isn't coming back, obviously, due to the fact that, you know, it's, it's kind of had a sort of a, a regeneration and a different guys and that you've got the, the London games. But I think, um, you know, 
the XFL and, and rival leagues are important. You know, for us as football junkies, it sort of fills a gap, but also for, you know, players who, who it's, sometimes it's, it's hard for players who drafted to sort of, you know, to, to step in immediately and, and contribute. So something like a feeder league or this kind of thing, it can only benefit, you know, and some of the, some of the rule changes and things like that have been sort of tried out there too. So I hope the XFL takes off. And there's been a couple of other leagues that have looked like they, they've been close to, to, to lift off and it's never really happened. So maybe now, maybe this could be the one that really sort of firmly establishes itself just as long as they don't give Donald Trump a team. Uh, we've really, else? we've really anybody? touched every topic here today, haven't we? Jeez. Yeah, we, we, the, the, the red, the red, all our listeners in the red states now have, uh, <laughs> have unsubscribed on that. Look, if you don't believe me, just go and watch the ESPN uh, movie "Small Potatoes: Who Killed the USFL," and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Spoiler: He's a peculiar shade of orange. Orange and blue. Uh, good crack this week, lads. Um, really enjoyed it. I want to thank everyone for uh, listening in on the podcast. You can obviously subscribe to the podcast if you'd like to listen to more. And not just us, but obviously everybody on the Mile High Report Network. And um, look, I'll chat to you next week, boys. Uh, go Broncos and try and uh, chill out before this draft in two weeks. Yeah. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. <laughs>